if you no longer go for a gap that exists, you're no longer a racing driver. No accidents. <laughs> no accidents. No accidents. A rare one at Monaco. Um, even, even the drivers were asleep in that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, with those noises, obviously, that means finding the gap. We're back again for our Monaco uh, review. Um, fun, probably, like I said last show, the best race in the year. Jason LK, you're back with me up early this morning. Nice to see you. Yeah, you make, yeah. Us, make us wake up so early. Thanks, Jamie. Just blame my ankle. Blame my ankle in the slow Australian medical system. <laughs> and, and, and now, you, you don't still believe that this was the best race of the year, do you? I mean... Well, it was I, a little boring. Uh, <laughs> that was a lot. Come on. Yeah. Okay, so when... when How about Carl, the charm? Charm, <laughs> charm of Monaco. Come on. The nap. No, uh, okay, here, here's the, the signature pieces. Carlos Sainz gets out of the car for the, the post-race interview. He's not sweating. He's there's he's not even his hair is completely dry. It, okay, you know even he even he was half asleep at the wheel. Uh, but yeah, great race, great. Hey, Absolutely. speaking of hair, do you see Coulter asked him, "Hey, your hair is fine." Like he, he was like he didn't know how to answer, right? Because yeah. he's like, "Oh no, it's always yeah, like that." Was that was an awkward interview. That seemed a really awkward okay, so interview. Like, yeah. Oof. Yeah, he was awful. He was awful. I, I saw some yeah. tweets about you know asking him to not do it again. <laughs> Never do an interview again. Yeah. I was going to, but I thought, yeah. now nah, give him a break. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, we need to start with Leclerc, right? And what happened with him and Ferrari? Jamie, I know you were very passionate about it. I'm no, sorry, well, Jason. I tipped him. Why don't you start? So. It, it it was really gut wrenching to watch. Um, so watching the pre race and and the reconnaissance lap and uh, to hear uh, Leclerc on the radio, it, it was it was really gut wrenching to to watch it. But um, you know, I, as much as I want to bury uh, Ferrari for for taking a risk, I, you you can't fault them for trying to win trying to to do something they thought they would put them in the best shot to win especially a place where winning the pole is you know i, I think nico rosberg says that's 70 percent of the battle so they had they had a, a very good shot at winning this race so i can't fault them for it as much as i, I want to just the gut wrenching um you know that they would do that risk but i'm sure there was absolutely nothing uh, nothing out of the specification on that car whatsoever. I'm sure everything was completely legal, and there's there's no reason that Leclerc put it in in the wall there. Hey, uh, let's let's hear the audio of him uh, talking to the team before the race. No, 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 no. The gunbox goes. Yeah, it's just awful, isn't it? I mean, yeah. you, you prepare, you know, Saturday you're celebrating and you, you know, on the mindset, you get your car out, all of a sudden, like, things are not working. But, Jason, I need to disagree with you because uh, I think the team should have handled that better. You know, why risk? And, and I know they couldn't, like, they were in park for a minute, so they couldn't do anything. But, you know, is it really worth risking? You know the the points because even if he started in fifth, right, he would lose five positions, so sixth. I think maybe he could pass one car. You know, five, uh, like fifth, it's a lot of points. You know, I I think, and I, I even tweeted about that. 
I think Ferrari is lost as a team. The management sucks. You know, they need to stop uh, like only promoting from within because it's a systemic mm -hmm. problem, right? They keep promoting from within. And I'm not saying those guys are not competent, but Formula One is a different level, right? Like bring someone from outside with a, with a different perspective, you know? Like uh, remember like the, the John Toad, uh, Ross Brown era, right? They were not Italians. I know, I'm not sure if they worked for uh, Ferrari before, but they, they were in the world of Formula One. You know, they brought a different perspective. They, they, they built a winning team. I think that's what Ferrari needs. They need an injection of someone that's from the outside of the organization yeah. that obviously respects the culture, but can bring this team to the next level. I even uh, joked yesterday, hey, get uh, Total Wolves uh, second in command, bring to Ferrari. You know, like they need Not someone. The thing is, they, they're in the position of they do not know when their next win is coming. They, they, they had absolutely no guarantee they would win any race this year, and they have no idea the next time they're going to win. So going for the win here, you, you can't say that it's the wrong decision. Now, you know, maybe they, they um, to the media, were underplaying the risk uh, that they were taking because it was a pretty hard shunt that yeah. uh, that Leclerc had. But uh, I can't fault them for trying to go out there for a win. Uh, you know, I can't fault the mechanic for, you know, uh, looking the other way when he was looking at the, the rear axle there. Um, <laughs> or the so holes. <laughs> The holes on the on, on the pipe from, from right. the oil to the engine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's it, the cars were good. We talked about that, right? The cars are good, and I wonder if that will translate into performance into other tracks, right? So, what's your opinion? Absolutely not. Like it, yeah. it's this is such it's such a special you know street circuit where you know you can trap cars behind you. We saw you know Gasly trap the seven time mm -hmm. world champion for yep. seventy eight laps. So the, there's uh, no, nothing of this will translate when they when they go to Baku. There'll be you know a mid pack uh, car again. Yep. Yeah, tight corners was the key for them. They Monaco's not an open straights. It's really quick corners. That's what their car is built for. But Baku. Most of the tracks, when you look at the rest of the season, have uh, you know fast, high-speed corners, and they're just not going to be strong. Jason's right; they're going to be mid-pack again, and Leclerc could, really missed a chance. Could you say that again? Jason was right. <laughs> Jason was right. <laughs> that will be a mid-pack team. <laughs> so, anyway, I think yeah. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. I I'm on the fence on this one. You know, I, I want to believe Ferrari will will be better. I was super excited for my boy Carlos to be up there and having the podium with Norris. You know, I think it was yeah. nice to see that, that the bromance again, even though it was kind of awkward. Like they were kind of like, kind of awkward with each other. I think Norris tried to play and then Carlos didn't want and then vice versa. I don't know. But it was nice to see them there. Uh, I could not care less about Max. You know, I wish he had crashed. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> it is what it is. You know? Uh, yep. it's, it, the race was boring and my wife was talking to me about that and, and she was like yeah so Hamilton lost seven, uh, two positions and we'll talk about this and I was like yeah but even if he didn't lose this, the, the, the two positions he would still be fifth you know, nothing else would happen even if Bottas didn't leave the, the race <laughs> he would still be second because there's no way for, for anyone to overtake it. No. 
it is. But anyway, I don't think there was a single about, overtake. Yeah. Oh, there was there was one. Oh, okay. They didn't Mick, show Mick, it. Mick Schumacher, no, Mickey passed oh, yeah. uh, Mazepin in the beginning. In the, in the hair. And then he managed to yeah. lose the position somehow after. Yeah. <laughs> but just, man. Well, you know, I, I, and I know you mentioned uh, to uh, Botas and, and uh, Mercedes, which uh, we... we I again I want I want to roast Mercedes for for what happened but not for Botas not for his insta- yeah. incident because um shearing the threads on on a wheel stud and on the wheel uh I, I'm pretty confident they didn't do that on purpose because at the time um Valtteri was their best shot at points yeah. so not only was it it's the best thing for the team for him to finish second but also it was good for Sir Lewis uh for Valtteri to to finish yeah. second because that took uh you know some took some of the the points uh it, it kind of keeps uh, other guys from moving up and um I I I want I want to say that you know that was just a complete racing incident there for for Botas, but yeah. um, I don't know how how anybody can convince me now that Mercedes is putting on any more master classes because I think a lot, that was the word a couple of weeks ago master class on yep. strategy when this week they tell Lewis okay go out there and save your tires for the first stint. Okay, so he's going just smooth. He's stuck behind Gasly, and then they try to do an undercut. And and he's you you can't make me do an undercut when I've been saving my tires to do the overcut. And then of course, even the commentators, uh, even uh, even Crofty knew that overcut is the thing to do uh, at at Monaco. So just yeah. uh, just silliness all around uh, for for Mercedes, but not on not on the the seventy seven side of the garage. I think uh, it was definitely a bad day for Mercedes, and I've been watching Drive to Survive and, and nice uh, and season two Mercedes on it. And at some point, we will review Drive to Survive. I think there's a lot of tidbits that we should talk about. Oh yeah, but when things go wrong, they go wrong with Mercedes. Right? And I think Drive to Survive showed like one or two episodes where things literally went so bad. And, and yesterday was another one. If Drive, if Netflix crew is there doing it. They would definitely highlight that because with yeah. Mercedes, it's either like every every time I was perfect or <laughs> they suck. And yesterday was an example of hey, everything that could go wrong went wrong. I agree with you, Jason. The, on the bottom side, I think it was mechanical. It was a very unfortunate uh, mechanical issue. I don't think they did that on purpose. They wouldn't do that. But yeah. it's like it's so bizarre, right? Like they they managed to machine the the nut in the, the axle. You know, it's like crazy to think about that. And I don't know if you saw the replays. We'll, we'll put the video up here. But, you know, as you, as the mechanic put the gun in and, and, and triggers the, the gun, the, the shrapnel from, from like metal yeah. flying all over the place because uh, the, the thing was stuck. So, mm-hmm. yeah, unfortunate. Now on the Hamilton side, I do agree the strategy wasn't great. I think it was awful. However, Toto always says that when we when we lose, we lose as a team and we learn, right? There's no individual blame. Hamilton, both after qualies and after the race, he acted like a spoiled, spoiled little kid. And he stops the team. I'm not going to comment anything, but behind doors, I'm going to, like, you know, like, go at, at them. Why say that? Why? 
why are you always so, uh, you know, against team play? If you're a team player, just don't say anything. Say, hey, we'll, we'll take that offline. You know, we'll, we'll handle that behind the doors. But he always needs to be the the victim. He always needs to, like, you know, be, be the rebel and criticize. That He's not someone that, that you know, make the team gel together. He It's all about Lewis Hamilton. And that's what kind of pisses me off. You know, this kind of attitude that I don't like. But he should have yes. finished fifth, right? He should. And I, I don't disagree with him being upset. It's just that's the why tone. You handle it. Yeah, exactly. You know, the tone. Because he needs the team. And for them to say, I didn't do anything wrong. The team did. I need to find out what it is. You know, like, dude, no, we lost. We sucked. On to the next one. But no, it, it always needs to be about him. I mean, it's also like a – he gets into that mode where things start to go really wrong in races, and you've seen it in like the past years, where when it goes real wrong, it's almost like he gets into his own head and he just stops trying as hard as he possibly can. Like I know he probably doesn't, but it just comes off as he's just pouting. He's like, oh, well, we've, we've fucked this race up, haven't we? So he just sort of backs off, doesn't push. Not much you can do at Monaco, but you still got to you know, try. He really didn't pressure Gasly at all for the rest of that race. It was a smooth drive for Gasly to get sixth, and he just, you know, got into his own head. If Bottas had been on there, and, you know, they're looking at Verstappen pits, Lewis has a chance to hold him up so Bottas can maybe build a gap. If he was pouting, that's probably not going to happen. He's probably just going to let him by. It's... He's old enough now and he's been around long enough that he needs to realize that it's not always going to be perfect. It's never always been perfect. And when it goes against you, just head down, keep driving, like Lando Norris does, like Max Verstappen has done in the past. Like when it goes wrong, just get out of your head, just focus on the job, just, you know, take it lap by lap, push as hard as you can, try and get those spots back. You're not going to because it's Monaco, but, you know, anything can happen. Safety cars happen, restarts on that main straight, but he just gets in his own head and just backs it off. No, the, yeah, the, the team the team let him down completely. Oh, well, they did. They, definitely they, they, they did. No they, didn't, they didn't. Yeah, but they didn't figure it out until the very end that you have to pit him and give him a space in front of him. Because uh, so we did see that he finally he did get the fastest yeah. lap there at the at the end. Because oh, after watching every other team figure out that this is uh, what you do that you pit to give yourself either either you stay out longer to give yourself space or you uh, or you pit early to to try to fit into a hole where you have space to actually drive. It took him to the you know 70 laps into the race or whatever to figure it out and uh and then you know you get the the funny tweet from alpha towery after the the race and how they're so proud of of pierre uh for keeping hamilton behind him for 78 laps i mean nothing like celebrating a rolling roadblock for 78 <laughs> laps there but uh you know lewis Lou, you know he did pick up the the point for the fastest lap but now he's in the position of hey, he hey, has how, to have how is this not a strategy jason Come on. Like, <laughs> yeah, they, they meant German to do that the whole time. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> They're going to come from behind to win it. Come, come, come on. I can't, just, okay, how can, how can you say that? Um, so Aston Martin and, and Vettel played the race perfectly, right? That oh, yeah. uh, he, he stayed out, and which I, I want to go on record as saying there are 19 out of the 20 drivers in the field who could do exactly what Seb did. I'm sorry for all the, the Seb stands out there, but there's 19 drivers on the grid who could have done the same thing, which was just run your pace. And then once you have some clearing, you know, pick up, pick up your pace to, to maximum. Uh, but yeah, no, nothing there uh, special that I could see. And, uh, you know, 
just going back to Lewis for a moment, he, he needs Max to have, you know, mechanical failure or a crash now to, to make up all the, the points that he lost. But um, yeah, Aston, Aston Martin, very lucky, but they didn't do anything special in my mind. Oh, come on. Come on. No, I, I disagree. I think Seb drove spectacularly well, not only on the race, but on Paulus. I think he, if anything, it gave him some confidence boost. Uh, I think the car did well, like the Ferraris. And, and I'll pose the same question, right? Do you think Vettel and Aston Martin uh, will per- start performing better in other tracks? Nope. I think it's the same as the Ferraris. I think it's a car that was not built for this track, but excels at this track. But when you get on the high-speed tracks, it's just going to fall back to where it has been all year. But I did pick that Vettel would score points. So, choom, choom, choom. I'm the winner there. <laughs> Yeah, it's probably not going to translate. I, th- I think you're you're right that they're uh, they're going to pick their spots. There's going to be specific tracks where they where they run really well, but it's probably not going to translate. Especially yeah. when again you you can't name me two drivers who could not have done that yesterday, right? Because even uh, Nikita Mazepin, Charles Leclerc. <laughs> if you put Leclerc, Leclerc in in the Aston, oh, if he, he raced, he, he, yeah, could, he, he could he could have done the exact same thing. Yeah, Mazepin yeah. is the only exception, but you know, Mick, even even your boy Sonoda could have <laughs> ran that race and uh, and finished. Uh, I think he finished uh, it right. Yeah. I think uh, it's the, the little things. I think if this gives him a confidence boost and the car performs a little better uh, next race and a little better, and, and he can build his confidence up. For next season, you might be able to see a different battle. Uh, I don't think it's like, remember yesterday I used the the, the, the heartbeat thing. You know, he was like completely flat. Now there's like a little blip, <laughs> you know. And you know, it, it's all you need sometimes. You know, you need a little blip to keep going, you know. I, I like battle. I, he's been disappointing a lot. And I was talking again with my, my wife last, uh, yesterday. And I was like, hey, when Ricardo came, Vettel sucked, and he was defending his world title, and he managed to not win any races that season, right? He got, you know, flustered by the new up-and-comer uh, fancy know, new team driver. rival. Yeah. Same thing Same thing happened in 2019 with... Uh, Charles Leclerc. Leclerc, yeah. So he, he got shut down. Like, he was able to recover when he went to Ferrari, but now, like, he got shut down so bad by Leclerc and Ferrari... That it's like that 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 rescue dog, right? That has no no hair. It's all like <laughs> anemic Maybe. and needs to eat and scared of everything. So he is well, lost, right? I did. So. I definitely agree with the dog analogy <laughs> of, of Seb Vettel, you know, but not not for the same reason, you know. Uh, so. you're, you're just a hater. You're just a hater. <laughs> I was proud of him. I, but, I voted for him for driver today. I think he deserved oh, it's it. It's your fault. Yeah. Okay. He deserved it. And uh, by the way, did you guys see a tweet from uh, Aston Martin? Like they, they post about uh, Stroll, like congrat- congratulating Stroll, like finishing 18th or something. <laughs> <laughs> or 18th is, 18th is his number. And I'm like, congratulating for him to finish. And someone answered, yeah, yeah, he was saving. Uh, he was. Oh, no, I know what it was. Uh, Aston Martin was uh, congratulating him for saving the tires, which allowed him to you know, go further. And someone answered, "Yeah, he's really saving daddy's money or something like that." <laughs> and, and, and Aston yeah. Martin came back and said, "Hey, do you have any any new ideas or something? You know, like just 
completely burning the guy. So that's funny. Hashtag team daddy money. <laughs> yeah, I, I have it on good authority from uh, from uh, Lawrence uh, that uh, that he was very proud uh, of his son. That yeah, he was just saving the equipment for uh, for the next race. <laughs> I mean, Jason, your prediction came true just a race after you said it would. That I know I was, I was off, I was... <laughs> one or two That's races. Right. I think right. I said double. I think I said double points though. That was the problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so. Lando lapping Danny Rick with a wave. Oh. Oh. <laughs> what you guys was was it a cocky wave or was it a like thanks for letting me buy wave? Because I Lando seems like a pretty genuine guy, but could have just have been, hey, uh, I'm lapping you, dude. Like, <laughs> oh, it, it it was genuine, all right. Because yeah. actually, at first, I thought I was having a stroke. Because I could smell the burnt toast of of Lando doing the parade wave, you know that that he's on a parade float, you know, <laughs> twisting a light bulb as he yeah. as he goes by. I, I mean, he just got completely. Yeah. Danny Rick got completely scorched by that, you know. Yeah. That, that he's in the same car and he is zooming by him, uh, going by a casino. That that's yep. just uh, awesome. It's, he just didn't look good. No, no. and no. I think the wave was like. Thank you for letting me buy because like Monaco sucks, right? In terms of overtaking. So. so, but we, I wouldn't be surprised if he started in the wave like this, right? And then like, <laughs> you know? so, yeah, no, uh, they, yeah, they didn't show what what uh, what Ricardo did back, yeah. No, but, uh, but like we talked about Vettel, like in confidence, like Ricardo is on the opposite trajectory, right? Like, his confidence, like probably like bottom of the barrel right now and getting lapped by 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 lando doesn't help no. but lando was man he, he got his contract renewed he's energized you know he's showing that you know he's there to stay and hopefully if mclaren keeps improving man, we'll give him a, a real shot at the title yeah you know? yeah he was it's phenomenal he was, he so. was amazing like uh, next next to vettel i thought he was the driver of the day like he had not a great set of tires Partway through the race, towards kind of the back end, but he handled it really well. Kept Perez behind him. I mean, it's not hard, but he just had a great drive, and I was very happy as a McLaren fan to, even though uh, yeah, the, the only Danny was nowhere near it. But yeah, unfortunately, you know the the blue fire suit looks like uh, you know some yeah. kind of fire retardant vomit uh, that he was wearing. Those, those are the worst fire suits uh, I've ever seen. But um, you know, it's it, it was. Uh, if you, if you saw in the pre-race, um, Danny Rick was saying, you know, there's a, a very small box that the car works well in it, uh, and he, he's just trying to figure out how to make how to change his driving style to yeah, fit yeah. that box that the car works in. And uh, yeah, it's certainly taking him way more races than than any of us would would have thought any uh, at that point. But do, do you think the 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 constant change of teams? are not contributing for his success as well. Yeah, definitely. He should yeah. have stayed at Alpine. I mean, it was rough for those two know. years. He should have stayed at Red Bull. Come on. Well, yeah, exactly. that's, exactly. that's obvious. But, you know, if he'd given Alpine the chance this year, he's a better driver than Ocon. It seems to be an okay car. He'd be having a lot more success in, in the Alpine than he is in the Are you Australian? Is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I need. I want to see him do well. He's he, he's in, he's an Aussie. He's in Monaco. He's his track. He's won it twice. He should have won it three times. Yeah. It's just sad to see him in my team's car 
struggling as bad as he is because, like Jason said, he's trying to find how he drives to the car. Like, it's just taking a lot longer than I think anyone expected. I mean, Bottas may take that seat next year. This is leaving Mercedes. If Ricardo doesn't perform, McLaren needs to do something. They need a strong second driver for Norris. No, no one better yeah. than Bottas. And for <laughs> for the factory, like you need to have someone in that car that can score points regularly. Norris is going to be up there. He's been up there all, all season. Right. But yeah, you need someone else to finish in that top ten, back five, or you know, help with the strategy to help get the other guy a little bit further ahead. Like Mercedes and Red Bull. Well, Red Bull are trying to do it with Perez. It hasn't quite worked yet, but. And Man, Bot- I think Bottas. His, his, yeah. Anyway, I think uh, keeping keeping on the Lando uh, team here. I think one thing that impressed me as well. I think impressed all of us. We talked about that in our uh, our chat is the maturity. And, and l- let's listen to this uh, radio. Norris, there's Sergio Perez. No coppers anymore, please. And Lando Norris wants a bit of quiet on the team radio. So, he basically says, leave me alone, right? Let me do yeah, my job. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. the thing that you see constantly more and more, especially with the new drivers, is the constant coaching from their engineers. Yeah. Do this, do that, turn left, turn right, brake. You know, they, they almost <laughs> drive the car for the drivers. You know, <laughs> people think it's cute with like uh, Mickey and his uh, engineer. But to me, it's like, dude, like you're doing all the job for the driver. You know, like, yeah. stop it. You know, Let you're just turning him and spoiling. But I think Lando, by Lando, say, hey, no qualms for a while. Let me drive. He knows what yeah. to do, right? He's confident on himself that he knows the settings, what he needs to do. Uh, Perez was getting very close. He needed to concentrate. Yep. So I thought this was also an interesting tidbit of his, you know, development as a, as a driver as well. Yeah, it's been a few times this year as well. He's done it. Like, there's been times where he started to be pushed under pressure. He's like, "Leave me alone," or "No more comms. Give me a couple of laps where he can just focus on the guys behind me." Or I'm chasing this guy. Leave me alone. Let me figure it out. That's how you learn. Like, constantly coaching Schumacher is not going to make him learn because he's going to always have that crutch. Lando is doing the hard yards by himself, mm-hmm. and it's great. Future world champion. But you know, Perez finished fourth, and uh, you know, it, it, to me, it still doesn't seem like a huge effort. But uh, certainly, he got got the right finish, you know, for for his car and for his team. But yeah, Norse, uh, I, I think I think he's he's proven that he's very solid um, this year. I think is this is it's more than just his coming out year. Like this is his solidifying year that he's going to be around in the sport for a long time. Perez. Uh, no, 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 Norris, Norris. Oh, okay. Pre- yeah. Pre- Prez, I just give him a pat on the back. He, he, he did what he was supposed to do, yeah. and then he can go finish eighth next week. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, the, the podium that we had here, this, the, the podium this week is the podium of the next, I don't know, half dozen years probably. You know, we, we, Sands, you know, Leclerc, um, those, those four guys uh, are going to be the ones mixing it up over, over the next. You know, yeah. six six years or so. And Russell. it's definitely very exciting. Oh yeah, and gonna be- <laughs> yeah. If we can keep seeing um, signs instead of Leclerc, it will be even better. Like I don't, <laughs> <laughs> I don't care for Leclerc. But like, let's see this picture here. Uh, and for those on the on the audio only part, uh, here is a picture of 2011 Alonso, uh, Young Vettel, and Button. Right, so it was Spanish a Ferrari, you know, a, a young promising driver uh, on Red Bull, and the British Chevy McLaren. 
10 years later, the same thing, right? Signs at Ferrari, Verstappen, a Red Bull, young, promising talent, and um, Norris and McLaren. So I thought, I thought it was a pretty interesting coincidence, that picture. Um, you know, it's sometimes those things that makes no sense. It's pure coincidence, and that doesn't mean anything, you know. But, hey, Vettel won the championship in 2011. Um, and, you know, something that was not pure coincidence is only one of us correctly chose the winner of this race. Yeah, you went with the safest option, right? You went with yeah. Cool, so, cool takes, Jason. Yeah, oh, yeah. Luke, Luke Wall takes, takes Jason. Yeah, takes. <laughs> Not me this time. Uh, hey, yeah. Just to wrap it up before the, the, the points, right? Tsunoda, uh, only ahead of Haas. I was so happy. That, yes. <laughs> that was enjoyable. That, that yeah, kid was... is so spoiled. He, like him, I hate, I think he, I hate him more than Mazepin. You know, he, he should yeah. not be on Formula One. He, he should stay the F2 one more year to mature. He's not ready. No, complaining about cars and all. You know, we didn't hear any radio from him this week because he probably didn't say anything because he, he's starting to realize that he sucks. So it was a good, you know, come to earth kind of moment for him. Yeah. I still like, I still hate Mazepin more because Mazepin's not just bad on the track, but he's also seems like a shit back on yeah, the track. Yeah. But, uh, so, I mean, so the problem is too, to be fair. Yeah. As a race that, driver, hard, yeah. No. Yeah, because you don't hear much from Mazepin on the racetrack. Occasionally, he blocks people. Like, you can understand it. But Sonoda, you know, <laughs> talking about how he doesn't get the same car as his teammate and he just bitches. And, like, classic Gen Z. Like, he does yeah. seem like a bit of a, a brat. There's no point. So, and Mazepin beat Mick, right? He beat Mick yep. Schumacher this, this week. Kudos to him. I think it was an undercut on pit stop, an overcut, whatever it was. Because in the beginning of the race, like I said, I saw him passing. Like, he kind of bumped Mick and passed. Um, or was it the other way around? No, Mick passed me. Yeah, Mick, right? yeah, Mick yeah, passed right. him to the, the side pistol. of him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then all of a sudden he, he finishes ahead of Mick. So I don't know what happened, but he did. You know, if he was if he was him on Friday crashing the wall, the world was gonna turn hell. Right, hell was gonna break loose. But because it was Mick, it was a non non instant. Right, nobody talked about it. Yeah. And so I know he's an asshole. You know, like he's uh, a garbage human being. But there is a double standard, right? Yeah, I mean, Mick um, so, had a horrible weekend all around. So, but yeah, credit to Marzipan. None of it, no one expected him to finish the race and to not come dead last. Finish out of your teammate. Kudos, Nikita. <laughs> uh, last but not least, Giovinazzi on the points. Oh, I think is it well first time this season. Yeah. You know? So finished ahead of Raikkonen, and he's been like performing. I think he's been finishing ahead of Raikkonen for for a few races already. So, you know, he's not great. You know, he's not like the future of Formula One like the other no. ones. But, you know, it's interesting and nice to see him you know, scoring some points. Even so, Yano truly won a, a Grand Prix, so. I know. <laughs> it's a different era. Yeah, but... era. <laughs> um, so this was something we discussed in the chat. Um, Christian Horner, obviously... I think we're Barstool fans. Went on PMT, part of my take for those who don't know. Massive podcast. Do you think that had any rub-off effect? Do you think him going on there had a bit of good good juju? Um, Absolutely not. Absolutely not. It, you know, I, I love I love those guys, Big Cat and uh, yep. PFT, you know, talking, uh, trying to act like they know a, a yes. thing about uh, motorsports, which, you know, we only know just a sliver more than they do. Uh, but, yeah, it's just funny <laughs> that, uh, you know, they – 
basically they said they've been a fan for like a week and a half or yeah. you know, a PFT few hours. Was two days. <laughs> two days. <laughs> but it, yeah, it was good, you know, maybe you know, to get some more people interested uh, in the sport. But uh, I, I, the, the one takeaway I had was that Christian, uh, he, he's already starting to play up the, uh, the Miami uh, GP wow. uh, that, yeah. that's coming up. They're already promoting that because he knows, you know, Americans are going to listen and, and that, uh, yeah, there's could be a good draw, but I mean, none of us are under the impression that that will be a good race. Again, it'll be uh, a nice. Oh, you're train, so train negative, watch, man! But... You're so negative. <laughs> that. Like that's not the the way to live life, you know. If anything, with that interview, I thought Christian Horner came off as actually really likable, but at the same yeah, time, yeah. still like there is a real hatred between not maybe not hatred, but a yeah. real want to get one over Toto. Like he really wants to be oh, Toto. Yeah. Absolutely. Like he's in his head big time. So I think he said like, we're, we're not playing chess, you know, yeah. like, like we're, we're not buddies, you know, we're not friends. Yeah. yeah. But, but also like there's a healthy respect, you know, when you see, when they have interviews after the race together, there's a lot of respect, yeah. but also yet yeah, that degree of like, I want to crush you next week. He wants to be yeah, back. Yeah. Dude, and, and at the end of the day, it's just a job, right? I mean, yeah. you can, yeah. hey, you need to take serious, but you know, you're not curing cancer here. And yeah. I think <laughs> you need to have this perspective. Um, I, I think that the relationship is definitely better than uh, Ciro and, and Christian, you know? Yeah. Ciro from yeah, Renault. There's genuine so, hatred there because of the engine yeah. thing. So. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that they they respect each other, like you said, and they, they are battling. Obviously, everyone, Gunther wants to win. Gunther wants to kill everyone. Does he? Does he just want to make money? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like, but it's the mutual respect, you know, and yeah, it's a different definitely. philosophy, right? Like, and even Christian said, oh, we're British. We, we handle different. And he wasn't in a question re- responding about Toto, but like he has the British culture, Toto has the German culture. They, they're different yeah. cultures, both winning, right? But it's a different yeah, both, approach. But heavily uh, motivated. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, I think uh, it's going to be interesting what happens. I don't think uh, the podcast helped a lot, but but plants <laughs> the seed. I didn't think yeah. about that, Jason, but I think you're right. I think Christian did that because of Miami and Red Bull is a marketing machine, right? They want yep. publicity yes. and having, you know, the, the race in Miami will help. I didn't connect the dots, but thank you for connecting for me. He, he is on PMT, which is a completely random podcast for him because he's trying to yes. promote Red Bull yep. and, and, and the race. But one thing that, that surprised me from that interview, aside of all the joke, was I think it was good. Like Big Cat was able to, you know, handle that, that interview well, but uh, at the end, when the, I think the, the PR guy came and said, hey, one more question, that's it. Uh, the guy is probably super busy that if he doesn't have someone controlling his schedule. <laughs> he would have been fast. there for ages. Oh, yeah. yeah. One thing yeah. that I, with that Miami thing, you watch David Beckham jump on the Red Bull bandwagon as it gets closer. Christian Horner, married to Jamie oh, yeah. Halliwell, good friends with Victoria Beckham, David's wife. So I reckon he'll be heavily involved in promotion. And I mean, he's the owner of Inter Miami Football Club, so that'll be another connection, so... Watch this space. Jamie predicts right. the future. Yeah. Yeah, you guys uh, should I, listen, listen to me more. Yeah, tell the people uh, about how I was correct about my prediction. All right. Your prediction, which was extremely boring, <laughs> not hot at all, had Verstappen first, Hamilton second, Leclerc third, <laughs> Bottas fourth, Sainz fifth. <laughs> So you got one point. Got one. Okay, congratulations. <laughs> the yeah. winner, the most important one. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, nobody else got any points. Nope. <laughs> uh, I was going I before the race started. Points. And I, I, here, listen, I'm going for consistency here. I'm going to go zero points the entire season, yeah. but I'm going to go with the hot takes. Okay. <laughs> at one point, at one point, I was like, hey, if Paris passes Norris, Norris will be fourth, I'll get one point. It's like, yeah, no, it's fine. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I want to see Norris on the podium. That, that, that's fine. You know, but like, hey, congratulations on your one point. You're still behind him. Yes. Real hot take. Yeah. <laughs> Which, I'll be back next week with Lewis Hamilton, Valtteri Bottas, and Max Verstappen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Exactly. yeah. Exactly. I mean, that's the reason we, we had to expand it out to, to pick the top five because we were just going to pick the same top yeah. three every single time. Yeah. Well, right. And then, and then we, next week we can come back to when, when Lewis Hamilton will, will complain about the tires, right? That's yes, we can play that fun game. Yes. Yeah. So. Well, I have I have a couple of shout outs uh, before before we finish up. Uh, so first, I want to give a shout out to uh, Kira Megan. Um, I was I was always told to never trust a man with two first names. However, this lady with two first names, I would trust her with Jamie's firstborn child. So uh, and she has uh, graciously accepted to become uh, the first lady of the Jason fan club. So thank you very uh, much, uh, Kira. Not even the, our pod. Not even our pod. It's like your fan. No, no, no. Yes, my fan uh, club. Yeah. Why do you think people are her? listening? I mean, oh, people, are, people, people aren't coming here for the, for the LK takes. I mean, come on. Yeah. So <laughs> what's the background on her? Like, is she a Twitter fan or what's going on? She's a content creator for, uh, I think, for esports. Uh, I w- actually, they have a really cool show I watched yesterday. Uh, Backseat yeah. drivers, they they watch the the race and comment on it. It's it's, it's uh, actually a lot of fun uh, to nice. watch. So and, uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, to all four of our YouTube subscribers. Um, yes. So smash the bell, ding the like button, whatever it takes. Uh, but yeah, shout out to all four of you. Yeah, yeah, we're growing, man. You know, yeah. uh, it's low but steady. Uh, steady thank you, steady growth is good growth. But on the Kira Megan thing, uh, am I seeing a power couple in the making here? Jason and Kira is there? Like a I, I mean, internet power be, couple. There could be a crossover soon. Um, you know, where I leave you guys in the dust and uh, and join <laughs> join uh, her content. So I I enjoyed right. her covering the FP two while I was at work. It actually got me to watch the rest of the first sprint race while I was on my lunch break at work. So yeah. I might do that more often because it was pretty entertaining. A little bit more entertaining than the actual main race because they overtook. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Kira then. And for me, one decep- uh, deception that I had is that the princess was not on the podium. Yeah. Uh, she missed the opportunity to slide into Verstappen's DM. <laughs> currently, she, currently, she's seeking Africa, right? South Africa. Yeah, yeah, in South America. Africa. Yeah. So, uh, get my, get my well best soon. wishes to her. Yeah, yeah, get well soon. And I think enough of you know this nonsense for for today. The shoutouts. Uh, yeah. Thank you very much for for listening to the pod or yep. watching to our YouTube version. We'll leave all the links on the descriptions. Thank you very much, and we'll see you next time. We will actually see you next week for a flashback because it's a, a down week. So I look forward to that yeah. next weekend. Next week, yeah, guys. Thanks for, thanks for spoiling. Yeah. <laughs> they, we got to tell them it's coming because it, there's no Grand Prix for two weeks. So, um, yeah. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.